Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Before you hear it anywhere else, get inside access to breaking news. Jason Lacanfora and Ken Wyman. 1057 The Fan. Orioles win it. Yesterday, four to nothing. They sweep the two-game set against the Washington Nationals. They're off today, back in action, home against the Tigers tomorrow. And it's our pleasure to go to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Ben McDonald was part of the call on Masson the last two days, and he joins us now. And Ben, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. You know a little bit about pitching. What did you see from Dean Kramer and Kyle Bradish that we haven't been seeing, especially from Kramer of late, to allow them to both go uh, six-plus shutout innings? Yeah, look, he threw a lot of strike ones. And if you go back to when Dean Kramer was so successful, you know, last year he was pounding the strike zone and then getting to his secondary pitches. Uh, and that's what made the difference for him last year. I felt like he got behind his first, you know, couple of starts this year, was pitching from behind, and it made a difference. I think he threw the first seven batters. He threw strike one to the first seven batters uh, the other night, which made a difference for him. I thought his fastball velocity was really good. And what was impressive, you know, when he got that bad jam, he was able to punch out the side, you know, and, and he threw 13 or 14 consecutive fastballs doing it. So it was just a matter of time with Dean. I just felt like he hadn't been quite as consistent as he was last year and so it's good to see him have a really good start hopefully this will get him going kyle bradish kind of picked up right where he left off right we, we go back to his last 13 starts last year he pitched to a 3.2 era he was looking really good against the rangers when he was hit by that line drive by jonah heim and man he was really good too and he was good in three different situations for me he had first and third one out in the second he rolled a double play when he needed to and then in the fourth and the fifth he had a runner at third and less than two out and he was able to get out of both of those jams too a really good fastball, but Bradish's history is the fastball is good, but it's the slider, the curveball, and the mm-hmm. changeup that are the difference makers for him. And boy, I tell you what, he had a really good curveball early, a good slider in the middle part of the game, and then finished again with a good curveball. So, man, I tell you what, uh, what is it? I forget, I forget how many twenty-six consecutive innings now of scoreless yes. baseball yep. Orioles. The pitching's been kind of lagging behind. The offense has been one of the best in the game. Uh, it's been carrying the Orioles, but clearly the the pitching carried the Orioles. Uh, you know, in these two games. So good for the Orioles. I think they're firing on all cylinders. I'm a little bit concerned about Jorge Mateo, but we'll see how, you know, yeah. an off day today, we'll see if he can answer the bill tomorrow. Ben, I wanted to get back to, to, to Dean Kramer for a minute. And getting ahead is huge. And the way he was able to locate the fastball high, right, high enough to get the swing and miss, not high enough for them, you know, not too high where they forget about it. But I also feel like mentality may have something to do with it. When they asked Hyder about it right after the game, the start, one of the first words he used was more competitive pitches. And that resonated with me because it looked to me like when he got in some of these fights, you know, when it's a two, it's a two strike count and they're fouling some stuff off. Hey, I'm just going to throw this cutter and hope it stays in the park. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, it, right. it just looked to me like there were too many meatballs where, you know what I mean? He's like, well, maybe the defense will bail me out. And it wasn't necessarily his best pitch. It was kind of like, let me see if I can get out of here pitch. 
Right. Yeah, you know, and look, that could be said for a lot of the starters, right? Grayson Rodriguez gave up six oh two one two hits and, you know, a couple starts ago. Uh, obviously finished strong in his last start. And that was one thing Brandon Heisman said, like, look, we got to finish guys quicker. You know, we can't be throwing five, six, seven pitches to every hitter because you guys' pitch count's going to get out of whack and you're not going to be able to – I'm about to take you out in the fourth and the fifth inning, you know. And so it was a constant effort, I think, to fill up the strike zone and try to finish guys a lot quicker. I think Dean Kramer's fastball command is always the key for him. He was able to throw his fastball pretty much where he wanted to throw it. And like you said, he was able to elevate – when he got 0-2 and 1-2, not in the strike zone, but just above the strike zone, he got some big swings and misses up there. We kind of made a big deal out of this, and you would know way better than us if it is or not because you lived it. You know, it looked like Dean was ready to storm off that mound when the skip was coming out to get him, and Adley had to hold him there until Brandon Hyde got there. And obviously that's heads up by Adley. But, like, how big of a no-no is that, Ben? Like, if he's off the mound halfway to the line before the skipper's to the mound, how bad of a look is that? That's a bad look. You know, you never want to show up a teammate or show up your, you know, your, your skipper at all. And Dean Kramer's a very competitive guy. There's a lot of competitive guys. He was upset. He wanted to stay, you know, clearly in that game. And I don't blame him for that. But when the skipper comes out, if you disagree with the skipper, you do it behind closed doors. You do it down in the tunnel where nobody can see it. And you say your piece. Or you go and you see him after a ball game. You knock on the door like we all have at some point in time during our careers and say, hey, I need to talk to you about something. But you don't ever do it in front of everybody, you know. And so I'm sure I'm sure Skipper, I'm sure Brandon Hyde had a little bit of a talk with Dean Kramer after the game to say, hey, hey, hey big fella, this is, your, this is your first full year in the big leagues, so let's calm down a little bit now. Let's calm down. And last year you got hurt early and you finished, you had a great year, two-thirds of the season, but you missed the first couple months last year. So I'm sure, and, and goodbye, Adley Rushman. I mean, Rush, Rush ain't been yes. around a whole lot, but, but when you see Rush play the game and what he's done this year, the way he – presents himself on the field, both on and off the field. It's a veteran uh, approach by Rutch all day long, so good for him to grab grab Kramer and kind of slow him down a little bit. We're speaking to Ben McDonald. It's inside access on the fan. Ben, how about the bullpen? Brian Baker feeling himself, backpedaling off the uh, mound. Yanir Cano, Mike Bauman, uh, Felix, and Coulomb. They have so many guys playing at at high levels right now. The arrow just seems to be really pointing up for this pen. Yeah, I tell you what, Danny Danny Colum has been, you know, a a savior for the Orioles, a guy that pitched really well in spring training with Minnesota. Uh, I think Mike Elias realized that obviously Tate and Gibbons were going to be out. We needed another veteran bullpen arm. He goes against Colum, and Colum, and nobody thought he was going to be as good as he has. I mean, what, does he get up one run in eight appearances now? I mean, he's been a big part of it. And, you know, and then you get, you know, and I'll be honest, when Yenier Cano came up, I went, oh, my gosh, not again. Because we saw it last year. You know, we saw a guy that in yeah. four and a third gave up nine earned runs. I think he walked six and four and a third last year. I always loved his stuff, but he just couldn't get it to strike zone, you know. And now, all of a sudden, you go back and look at the spring training numbers. The spring training numbers were pretty good. And then you hear the story about how hard he worked this offseason to try to change a few things in his mechanics. And I'm telling you what, guys. It is special. I mean, you don't see a two-seam fastball move and drop with the horizontal and vertical break that that thing has. And so all of a sudden now, he's going directly into a setup role. And if you think about it, it's a great setup role because he's more east and west. He sinks the two-seamer and and likes to throw the slider behind it. When you get Bautista behind him, it's high fastballs with a forkball. So that's a really good mix. And you you start to wonder, okay, if you get Dylan Tate back healthy like he was last year, you get Micah Gibbons back behind that, Man, this bullpen has a chance to be really, really special. Uh, and so 
I'm happy for the bullpen. I'm happy for the pitching. It seems to be finding its way now. Now if we just get our defense to clean up just a little bit more, Woo. I think we're going to be right where we want to be. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about Grayson and what he did on Sunday against one of the true aces in this game when it looked like he might not make it even – you know, might not even get three outs in the first inning at one point. And I've seen him pitch a ton in the minors, Ben, and that to me was the first time that he had that fall-off-the-table change, you know, kind of on a string whenever he wanted it. Have you had a chance to talk to him since then? Do, do, you, do you have any sense of, you know what I mean, why that – because even that, that wasn't a great pitch for him in the spring, and even when I watched him in Nelfuck the one start, it wasn't great. Do you think that's totally there now? Do you have any sense of, you know, sort of where he is with that pitch and if we can bank on some of that in his next start? Well, you, you know, the last couple of years in the minor leagues, that's what we heard, right? Uh, Mid-90s to upper-90s fastball and a wipeout changeup. And it was always changeup over breaking balls with the scout reports yeah. of what we kept hearing. And so, but but in spring excuse me, in spring training, you're right. We didn't see that consistent changeup. We didn't see it in his first start. And, all of us, and it wasn't there, obviously, in the first inning either the other day. But Grace Rodriguez said he's had trouble with the grip a little bit, trying to get a feel for it. I think he found it, guys, the other day. I mean, that thing was dancing. <laughs> I mean, it was dancing, you know. And so that's the pitch for him. I mean, he's got to have his breaking balls, too. I love the way he rebounded. I mean, a lot of 23-year-old kids, you give up four in the first inning, and it's over, right? Like, you can't even get out of the first. You might get, get in the second, but you can't get out of the second. And he stacked four zero. So I think that's a big – I mean, it's still, at the end of the day, it's four earned runs in five innings. It's not a great outing when you look at it like that. When you look at the, the way it's finished, you got to be pretty pleased with it. So I hope he's got a feel for that changeup now. He's just got to navigate through that first inning, guys. And I always say this, and I sound like a broken record on TV when I'm saying it, but I always say the first inning is the most difficult for a starting pitcher because, man, you know, Grayson's a, a very emotional kid, too. He's all amped up. You can tell he's messing up in the strike zone, up in the strike zone, because he's amped up. So he's got to find a way, and you can't teach it. It's a, it's a learned trait, a way to kind of slow your heartbeat down while still being amped up in the first inning and throw more strikes. Because he's walked the leadoff guy in each of his three starts so far. That is not a recipe for success in the first inning. So hopefully they'll train a little bit different, do things a little bit differently to where he can go out in the first inning and not walk the first guy and be sharp in the first inning. Because, man, if he ever gets through the first inning with a zero, he could really roll for a while. Ben McDonald, always excellent. Keep up the great work, and we appreciate your time. Anytime, guys. Take care. Thanks, brother. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 